On this episode, I talk with Empire Golf Coach Josh Skiles. Coach Skiles graduated from Comanche and started his career at Lawton Schools before coming to Empire. While at Empire, Coach Skiles has been an assistant coach in several sports, along with being the head track coach where he had a state champion pole golfer. What most kids are going to know him as is Mr. Skiles, the elementary principal at Empire. Here's my conversation, Coach Josh Skiles. Mr. Skiles, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with me a little bit. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, whenever I'm, I'm doing these, and especially when I'm talking to you, I don't know where to say Mr. Skiles or Coach Skiles. What, what do the kids, like whenever you first started golf, what did they, they call you Mr. Skiles? Mr. Uh, it seems like I could see some of those kids calling you Mr. Coach Skiles. Well, uh, with the with the girls' golf team especially, they <laughs> like to have a good time, and they had nicknames for everybody, including uh, the coaches. So <laughs> it, it seemed to change daily. Uh, you know, so of course, it starts off with Coach and Coach Skiles, and then it, then they uh, get to move on to oh, they they had all kinds of of nicknames the one i was kind of hoping that would catch on was the godfather of golf since we started the golf program but uh, i I was the only one a fan of that one so yeah usually coach skiles yeah you could have you could have took off at that one with the godfather one. you could have played it up pretty good you know i threw it out there a few times but uh it it seemed a little too serious for those girls they they like to uh use something a little more humorous but uh yeah we'll see what we'll see what sticks next year yeah there is no telling there's no telling you've been playing a lot this summer trying to uh of course we're still in the office um kind of to mid-june so to about right now and then we will we'll get out for about a month and go back kind of mid-july so mm. my golf game is about to about to pick up pretty good now yeah. um, of course we still get to go out there weekends we try to go right after church and, mm-hmm. and get done before evening church service and try to get at least a round in there and every now and then we'll, we'll get nine holes in or at least go out and, and practice on some par three courses things like that so yeah. it hadn't been too bad yeah now you got also you got pretty big event coming up J- july 11th don't you we do. That's the Empire Annual Golf Tournament. We actually kind of started that last year, so this year's second year of it. And I kind of volunteered to, to head that up and organize that, try to get as many golf sponsors as we can and, and golf teams in there. We'll do that July 11th at the Duncan Country Club. That's kind of a fundraiser. Golf is going to take a, a portion of the, the top off for their fundraiser. And then the rest of it, because it, it's a pretty big fundraiser. We're hoping to, mm-hmm. to raise eight ten thousand dollars Yeah. And then the rest of it will go to all of Empire Athletics. So yeah. it's going to kind of benefit all of the sports programs, I hope. And, and as it gets bigger, I think we'll, we'll see more uh, funds channeled through there. And uh, I think with the golf tournament, it, it's just the more you have it, the, the bigger it's going to become. I know some other schools have done – similar golf tournaments and they've done them for a long time and they raise a lot of funds that way so yeah we started that last year and and think it's gonna just kind of catch on and and each year we hope to make it bigger and bigger yeah now you have another hobby that you 
that you do as well. I don't know how much time you've had for doing your vehicle remodeling stuff that you do. Have you had much time to do that? Well, I have, and and the, the problem with that is you either have too much money and not enough time or not enough time or, or not enough money and too much time. So yeah. it's kind of a balancing <laughs> act. Of course, when, you know, golf can be a pretty expensive hobby too, and, yeah. and restoring cars, that that eats into the savings account pretty good too. But it's something I enjoy, uh, you know. I did that with my dad growing up and just kind of carried that on. So, yeah. but I, I've got both of my, or two of my, two of the three of my antique cars all restored and, and pretty much right where I want them. Yeah. I still have one uh, classic car to restore, but that, that might uh, take me a couple of years to get it going. But I've got my, my little pickup and my little Bel Air there they're pretty much done as far as I'm going to do them. And we, uh, we like to go to a car show here and there and mm-hmm. just get out and have fun with that. So, yeah. but, uh, it, it's definitely true. A, a man can definitely have too many hobbies and I'm kind of <laughs> flirting with that line right now. <laughs> I hear you. I kind of just really got back into golf here lately and I feel like it's eating away everything. It's like, it's yeah. like I almost want to go every day. It has a tendency to do that, and, yeah. and what I try to tell myself with that is, you know, it's not necessarily the golf clubs that's the problem. You don't have to upgrade them all the time. It's usually the golfer and the golf swing. But Absolutely. I've been I've been guilty of trying to buy a golf game myself, and it <laughs> it never works out. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was it that that made you decide to start a golf program at Empire? I mean, were who were some of the people that? kind of made it possible for you to get it started because it's not the easiest thing to get started it sounds on the outside yeah let's just you know get some golf clubs and go swing but it's a whole lot more than that yeah it it's definitely a process and i would say starting start the golf program at empire has been kind of a year-long process i i started the year before we actually had golf and of course with covid it, it gave me some time to to think about it i tried to make sure i was proactive in it and and addressed a lot of issues that may come up throughout the year and and what all goes into starting a golf program um mm-hmm. the, the main reason for me wanting to start one's just for you know a passion for the game mm-hmm. i think it's a a game that people can play lifelong um mm-hmm. you know even after they graduate go to college and and get to get to our age you know Mm-hmm. 40s, 50s, and beyond, they can, they can still play and continue to to get better. But you know, I, I just really thought that it's a good sport. It teaches a lot of life lessons mm-hmm. uh, for all kinds of of kids, and something I I've really thought Empire could be successful at. Mm-hmm. I've always said if there's something that that kids can be successful at, we need to try to incorporate it as much as we can. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where it led to. And as far as starting the program, of course, with anything, you know, everything costs money. Yeah. And, and with schools, that's a big, big issue. So I, I knew in order to get approval from our superintendent and school board, I needed to present it to, in a way that it wasn't going to cost any money or, or a very small amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered to to start it up and and do it without a coaching stipend or anything just to get it up off the ground um the duncan masonic lodge was really big in and helping support it 
Uh, they joined us on a couple fundraisers throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we raised funds to where we didn't have to take out the general fund or athletic budget and was able to uh, get a good good amount of funds raised to where, you know, I, I didn't want to show up at golf tournaments and, and look like we've never been there before. So yeah. we tried mm-hmm. to purchase enough equipment and, and good, look good when we get there and i think the better you look the, the better you play so yeah yeah we wanted to, to look sharp and i think we sh- certainly did we bought all new golf bags for everybody so we all matched um mm-hmm. you know we had the polo shirts and you know golf season it's outside and you can't predict that weather so we <laughs> we bought some pullovers and some weather gear to kind of combat whatever weather we were playing in and you know just looking good we all matched and you know i thought that that said a lot about our team was you know we showed up ready to play yeah yeah are you thinking about i know it's just year one or just finishing up year one but are you thinking about expanding it any like more age groups or you know i i'd sure love to incorporate junior high and and that's a goal i'm just not sure how we're going to do it yeah being the elementary principal um it it it's a full-time job in itself yeah. so yeah. we're trying to get athletics as part of the school day and and getting out of the office and available for some of that's going to be difficult i've got mm. ryan hightower he's he's kind of the assistant golf coach and mm-hmm. and he's got a full-time job as well but he's just uh he's been instrumental in helping out and teaching the kids of course you know i i tell everybody he's the best golfer in stevens county and mm and kind of stand by that so yeah he he sure helps with the instruction there but uh trying to get him available for junior high um and of course we got lots of coaches out there that have, have really seemed to like golf with yourself and mm-hmm. coach hill and coach hayes you know they they all uh like golf so i might can get them uh, incorporated in some of our junior high programs yeah, yeah. now how, how would you say the inaugural season went oh man it it exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. and I usually have high expectations for everything we do. Mm-hmm. Boys, boys struggled a little bit, but you know, area golf around here, the boys golf around here is pretty, pretty good. That's They're pretty, pretty tough, tough com- competition there. Yeah. Our girl. And, and we also worked a little bit with numbers. I start in the program, wasn't sure how it would work. So we let some, baseball kids you know play both sports mm-hmm. so they didn't get near as much practice in as the girls mm-hmm. um now the girls they hit the ground running you know first day of practice i don't think we had any girls miss any practices um i tried to end practice around 5 five thirty, and you know they didn't want to quit so yeah during the the season we had all the girls we had six girls practicing every day uh, but we only had one boy that showed up every day mm-hmm. that did play baseball so of course the girls got a lot of practice in but the boys didn't and that was a that was a difference maker there yeah. uh, you could tell that out on the course and mm-hmm. uh, it it sure makes a big difference uh, you know practice for for any sport you're in golf baseball yeah. basketball football mm-hmm. they're not out there they don't they don't get the repetitions so yeah but uh, girls, they, they showed up the first tournament at Marlowe, and uh, it was about what you could expect from a group of girls that have never played competitive golf before. Mm-hmm. It was 
ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, as a team score, they shot over 500. I think it was 520. Um, and didn't. And there was some pretty good competition. There were some bigger schools there, and they got to see what what kind of score it's going to take this year. So. Yeah. Uh, the next tournament we went to was at Weatherford, and the girls they dropped their score about 64 strokes so just for from two weeks they improved dramatically yeah Uh, and then just continued to improve um boys they their first tournament uh was at weatherford as well and you know same thing with the girls first competitive tournament and they struggled but the next tournament they played in you know they improved tremendously as well Mm mm-hmm uh, girls ended up qualifying for regionals, and they got to go and, and really experience some of that uh, state tournament uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they take the top six teams in regionals, get to go to state, and unfortunately they finished seventh at regionals. Yeah. So they were one spot short, and had they uh, – had we got assigned the other regional, there's two regionals. If we went to the other one, we would have placed fifth. Yeah. <clears throat> so they they got to taste some success, and and I think that just made them hungry to improve, play a lot this summer. Mm-hmm. And I expect the girls to make state tournament before long. Yeah. Boys, I think uh, there's a couple boys that really caught the golf bug, and I know several of them have been out on the course this summer. Mm-hmm. And like with anything, you. You practice and put in the repetitions and, and mm-hmm. get out there throughout the year, you're going to be a lot better as opposed to picking up a golf club in March and, and playing until April then yeah. not touching them again. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think we'll have some, some boys success next year as well. Um, at least definitely have a couple individual qualifiers, if not a team, for regionals, and, mm-hmm. and we'll see how we'll do from there. We're young. Both boys and girls were young last year. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of uh, freshmen and sophomores made up the team. So I think uh, I think there's some exciting things going to be happening in the next couple of years. Yeah, yep, I would agree with that. I was impressed. I remember you telling me about that, uh, the first score the girls had, and I was like, oh, boy, long season. But then the yeah, next – like, I was impressed. It made me rethink what I was doing there, <laughs> but, but they proved me wrong. They, they got serious and – you know, after that first tournament, they I think they were disappointed in themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were out on the golf course from 9 in the morning until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, no lunch break, nothing. Yeah. And I'm thinking these girls are wore out. But you know, on the bus ride home, they wanted to, to go back into our practice facility and hit more balls. You yeah. know, they, that wasn't good enough for them, and, yeah. and it sure showed. So Yeah. Now, competitive high school golf, kind of describe – how it's different from your casual golf game with a group group of friends? Well, I, I think everybody that uh, plays casual golf needs to at least go out and experience some competitive high school golf. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. Yeah. Um, you know, they count every single stroke. Every time that club, club swings, unless it's a practice swing, uh, it counts. So a lot of times you'll have your, your amateur golfers out there and, and set up to a ball and they may swing and miss the ball. Well, mm-hmm. In competitive golf, that's a stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to count those those misses. Um, you play the ball where it lies. Uh, fortunately, we had some 
tournaments where we had some rain the day before, so they did get some uh, relief from some areas. Uh, but it goes in the water. That's the drop. So mm-hmm. probably the, the biggest difference is how, how are you keeping score? Because I know just casually playing golf, you may, you know. Yeah, oh, I know. We get what we call mulligans. <laughs> yeah. Casual round golf. Yeah. And, that's just a redo shot and there's no redo shots in competitive golf Mm -hmm. um there's max scores um state state tournament golf max scores nine strokes per hole Um, of course different uh, individual tournaments they might do what's called double par and that's just to kind of speed up the the day of golf but Mm -hmm. competitive golf uh keeping score is very critical um and and you got to take accountability for your score, but also the the people that's in your group because you know one or two strokes may mean the difference between you qualifying for regionals or state and mm-hmm. and not qualifying. So yeah, very important to to keep the right score of not only yourself but all the people in your group. So yeah. and all- takes of golf is is quite a bit different too. I mean you're we're getting through you know. Yeah. 60 golfers out there on the golf course so Mm -hmm. the pace is a little bit different as well do you have to kind of keep a certain have have any of your players ever been told to hurry up yeah um and and not necessarily individual players but a group Uh, they try to keep groups in three or four Mm -hmm. and if that group's holding up everybody then then other coaches are kind of circling the golf (laughs) course you know tell them hey you got to got to play what we call ready golf you know we want to hit the ball and then we want to go and of course walking yeah uh, you know they they're walking they're not there's no carts they get a pull cart but they're getting in uh getting in a lot of steps in that golf course so they got to to hurry up and mm-hmm. keep uh keep ready golf going and, and keep up a good pace yeah now talk talk a little bit about the empire practice facility i i remember when you were talking about putting it in there i was like what in the world can you do with that little part of the gym you know oh, yeah. it's uh, i was impressed first time i walked in there i was like whoa this is not not i bet not many schools our size has something like that you know and and i would i would put our practice facility up against just about any high school any public high school in the state even big schools yeah you know we're fortunate enough to have a a big enough space to do that with um we of course combined with the junior high football locker room so they're not using it uh in the spring there but it helps because it's 10 foot tall so we can swing a club so with a lot of the funds that we raised we it's hard to get to a golf course every day for practice Mm -hmm. so uh we we purchased a golf simulator um and purchased uh some nets and a an impact screen and projector so we can actually project the golf course up on the screen and hit actual real golf balls into that screen so it it's as close to getting on a real golf course as you can get mm-hmm. um, especially for we play 2a golf which is the lowest class of golf and you know i've had had several area golf coaches call and and ask about our setup and a couple of them even came and and looked at it and you know i think they're, they're kind of envious but also hmm. want to try to recreate something at their schools but yeah it's definitely the the best alternative to getting out on a real golf course because yeah, I mean we're hitting 
hitting real golf balls at real golf speed and mm-hmm. you know, swinging the club as hard as we can. And yeah. the, uh, <coughs> our simulator, it gives a lot of feedback. It gives distance and ball spin and club speed, things like that. So mm-hmm. it gives the, the golfers a feedback of, you know, what can I do better? What do I need to prove on? Mm-hmm. <coughs> things like that. So, and in addition to that, we also have a putting mat. We've got some chipping nets. So one thing I think we've really struggled on was putting this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, you know, par four, you get to the green in, in two or three shots, and then they're four or five putting, and, yeah. you know, it should be two putting. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're three putting on every hole, I mean, we can easily cut off 18 strokes per player, and that's that's huge. Yeah, yes, it is. So, so yeah. we're gonna. Uh, that's what what our goals are as far as improving our practice room is incorporate a lot more uh, putting, different surfaces, different uh, different games that we can play because kids like uh, they like a little competition. So yeah, I got some some putting games in mind, and we're gonna spend some of our our golf funds from our tournament to kind of increase our ability to putt and, and get those practice putts in so hopefully they'll transition to some lower scores yeah i, I volunteer to be the first person to try it out and make sure it works oh absolutely yeah we, <laughs> we definitely have to try it out uh, i tell you it, it's not only good for the kids but we had those snow days a few times and you know nothing to do and and i'm not one to sit around the house so (laughs) we'll go we'll go in the golf room and and play around on the simulator and and have a good time in there so Mm -hmm. you're you're more than welcome to join us anytime we do that (laughs) all right now do you do you think that you kind of talked about being in 2a and that being the smallest class of golf do you think that golf is a sport that more and more smaller schools will get involved with you know, it, it's really surprising the number of, of small school golf that, that there is. Um, and it's it's definitely a, a game and, and competition that I think would attract just about any school. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I'd never been to a competitive high school golf tournament in my life until this year. Mm-hmm. But seeing some of the other schools that are participating, and, and you know, we have Walters and Belma and, you know, a lot of the teams that we play in football, basketball, they have golf teams and, and have had a lot of success. I mean, Big Pastures had state champions. Mm-hmm. Walter has had state champions. Velma, Velma uh, boys qualified for the state golf tournament this year. So I think uh, I think it's, it's set up to where, you know, a lot of people can have some success at it, but – Again, it just goes back to I think if you want to be successful in golf, you got it's a year-round sport. You got yeah. to you got to get out there and practice and play. But I was I was kind of excited that we were able to compete at a high level. This being our first year, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely lots of room for improvements. But we have plans on how we're going to get those improvements. And as long as those boys and girls that that are interested continue practicing, uh, I think we're going to going to be surprising a lot of people next year yep yep now being this being your first year about you know i know your son carson plays a lot what are what are some of the most common mistakes you see beginning golfers make because i'm assuming that 
a lot of the kids that played this year for you were first-time players. What are, yeah, what are some of the think, common mistakes that they make? Well, I, and I think almost every one of them were – I don't think any golfer we had had ever played competitive golf. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so probably the biggest mistake that they make is, is mental. Um, mm. They get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, they've hit really good shots before, and they think every time they swing that club should be a really good shot. Mm-hmm. And they haven't got the the uh, experience to know every time you swing that golf club, it's not a great shot. Um, I encourage them to watch some of the PGA players and, and even the LPGA players. And some of them make shots just like uh, we do out there on the golf course. It's not mm-hmm. all pretty. Yeah, uh, true. So mm-hmm. that that's probably the biggest mistake they make is just mental errors and, and they get frustrated. And when they do hit that bad shot, they have trouble getting out of that situation. Um, Letting it go? Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to let it go, but but also they they think, you know, hey, I hit it in the weeds. I still have to get it on the green in my next shot instead of just, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting a little pitching wedge, get it back out the fairway and continuing on the game. Mm -hmm. So just experience and, hey, you got to let that stuff go and and know that – about half them shots you hit are not going to be very good. Yeah, it's got that next shot. So we we practice that a lot. We preach that a lot. You know, as long as we we get the ball closer to the hole, then it's a success. Yeah. So we've yeah. been working on that, and and I think they've started to learn that. And then of course putting. Uh, you know the the old saying is you drive for show and putt for dough. Mm-hmm. You can hit that 300-yard drive, but if you're taking four putts to get it in, <laughs> you know, you're, you're still going to be in those high hundreds. Yeah, so. that sounds like my golf game. Drive it forever and then just kind of kind of like Happy Gilmore, you know. Just oh, kinda. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, we just want to try to hit safe shots, stay in the fairway, and get closer to the hole. Mm-hmm. Now, what would uh, – I know you've just been in the competitive golf thing for just one year, but do you see anything like any kind of improvements that could be done to the game of competitive golf that would make it uh, make the game for high schoolers even better or even something that could be done to make it more accessible? Even though I feel like it's pretty accessible anyway. But Yeah, and, you know, we've been very fortunate out of Empire, and a lot of people have uh, – have really embraced us and and having a sport and and a new sport we've had lots of donations you know Mm -hmm. we one of the requirements was you had to have a set of golf clubs well some of those sets of golf clubs that came in weren't uh weren't real good Um, so we've definitely had some donations that have been made to to improve the quality of golf clubs and equipment that that our kids are using as far as improvements, I, I tell you, I really like the the school tournaments that we've been to, mm-hmm. as opposed to the state tournaments. Um, you know, all the school tournaments we went to were the double par rule, and that sped up things quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas at, at the regional qualifier and regionals and state, the the max is nine shot nine strokes per hole. Well, if you're on par three, that's a lot of strokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So just the pace of play, I think some of the individual schools have realized that, you know, they can do some individual things to speed it up. But unfortunately, it 
at the state tournaments. Uh, you can go by the, the rules uh, handed down by the, the State Golf Association and and the USGA. So Yeah. But, uh, you know, other than some things like that, you know, I've learned a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you I didn't know all the golf rules. But, yeah. uh, you know, one of the, the big rules was if you're in the sand, your club is not allowed to touch the sand until you strike the ball. Oh, you know, really? there's practice swings in the sand or, or anything like that. So I, I've learned a lot this year, huh. uh, the golf rules and trying yeah. to pass that on to the kids. And, you know, there's sure a lot of, uh, a lot of camaraderie out there, you know, mm-hmm. all the coaches, uh, the area, all the school coaches at tournaments, they're, they're there to help the kids, you know, they're not there to, to be the judge and jury of whether you're doing something wrong. They're going to try to, try to teach the game as opposed to try to punish kids yeah. so I like that aspect of it as well yeah yeah now I got one final question for you before I let you go I always try to end on something a little more uh, kind of lighthearted, make you make you think a little bit all right <laughs> which would be more enjoyable and rewarding for Mr. Coach Skiles the best round of golf you've ever played or restoring a vehicle that you always wanted to restore Oh man, well that's a tough question, but you know I've I've already restored one of my favorite cars, and that's my my '55 Chevy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know one thing that I've I've always always wanted to do is uh, have a hole in one in golf, and I've never had that as much as golf as I played. Yeah. But you know that's that's also my biggest fear because there's a lot of times I'll go out to the golf course by myself. I know and, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> And, you know, that that's my biggest fear is I'll be out there by myself and I'll hit a hole in one. And, of course, there's nobody going to believe me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. but I, I'd still like to, to have that experience of excitement of, of hitting that hole in one. Um, but, you know, the biggest joy in my, my life now would be to see some of these kids have that success out on the golf course. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm not playing. My competitive golf is a four-man scramble. Yeah. yeah. These kids, we're creating memories. And I, I tell you what, the the amount of fun we've had in our first year of golf was, was amazing, not just on the golf course, but spending time with the kids. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. We had a boys' and girls' golf tournament at Weatherford, and after it was done, I told them, I said, okay, guys, you guys pick where we're eating. Like anywhere in Lawton, we're gonna eat. Mm-hmm. You know, we're coming through Lawton on the way home, and they pick Chick Fil A. <laughs> so, uh, so we pull in Chick Fil A and unload the bus, and and Chick Fil A's packed. I mean, there's there's yeah. tons of people. We have the the MacArthur High School track teams in there. We have police officers in there, everything, and and all of a sudden, one of the girl golfers just breaks out and singing Happy Birthday to. Uh, one of our boy golfers and <laughs> i mean the, the entire chick-fil-a 100 people start singing happy birthday to this kid and it's not even his birthday <laughs> there you go so, i, you I, know, I just about bet i know which one had. that was yeah that it was luke jill jill yeah. broke out in song <laughs> and singing to luke yeah and you know that that's some of the you know fun memories that i always remember and you know, it wasn't even his birthday, but we had a hundred people at Chick Fil A <laughs> singing "Happy Birthday" to him. Uh, That's good stuff. So, 
but yeah, and, and like I said, my kid's a golfer. He's on the golf team. He'll be a sophomore next year. So being able to watch him, if, if we can keep his his attitude good, not get frustrated, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's fun to watch him out there. And he sure picked up the golf bug, and he wants to go golfing every day. So yeah. those are the things that are real rewarding for me right now. Yeah. Well, Mr. Skiles, thank you for taking hey, time. Thanks for to... having me on. I appreciate it. Man, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this program in the future. Oh, I am too. And like I said, we're always wanting more help out there. So uh, I think my golf game has improved more just by me coaching golf than it has uh, anything else. So come on out and join us. When Coach Kyle says that seeing kids be successful and seeing kids involved in something positive is rewarding enough for him, I believe it. I've come to know Coach Kyle's pretty well in the past four years at Empire, and one thing I can always say about him is that he is always looking for ways to recognize Empire kids and their accomplishments. He's not only their principal or their coach, he's also their biggest supporter. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.